Hello guys and welcome back to the You Don't Wanna Know podcast. So I have had an absolutely crazy week so far and it's Thursday? Sure. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It is Thursday. I have like been non-stop working so I don't know how long this episode's going to be. I don't think it's going to be as long as it normally is, but that's okay because I plan on putting out another episode next week to make up for my short episode. So this one is a spooky one as promised two, ep- two episodes ago, I think it was. I don't know. I could be wrong, but here it is. And uh, two episodes later, spookiness to kind of have some relief after the really, really bad last one with the hi-fi murders. Um, And then I hope you guys really enjoyed that Bagby one, Andrew Bagby, because I just, that case gets to me every time. And it's just, I love, I love hearing about Andrew and I love hearing about the parents. And it's just, it's an incredibly interesting case with incredible people. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. I don't know if you guys can tell. I hope you can't, but I'm not in my usual podcasting area. I am at my parents' house in my childhood bedroom. So got a lot of, uh, what's it called when you get taken back? Well, you guys know what I mean. You'd think that me being on a podcast, I'd be better with words, but you know, you'd be wrong because <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, so I didn't watch any movies recently. I just watched The Black Phone again because yes, it's that good. And yes, I'm that crazy that I would definitely see a movie twice in theaters if it was that good. Because you know what, guys? There's really nothing that can compare to watching a movie in theaters and just experiencing it, you know? Like, when COVID all happened and the movie theater, movie theaters started opening up, sorry, tripping over my words, um, they played like old movies. So I got to watch A Nightmare Before Christmas in theaters and that was amazing. I wish that they would have like tweaked the sound a little bit here and there, but you know what? I wouldn't change it for the world. And because I just brought up A Nightmare Before Christmas, it makes me think of spooky season, guys. And that's still far away with a little tear running down my face but it makes me think of Hocus Pocus and how there's a Hocus Pocus 2 coming out in September so very excited about that also good news guys um there are some really crazy scary movies that are coming out two of them that like I made note of is one is called Smile and it's like creepy and twisted and it's really hard to tell exactly what it's going to be about but it looks like it's going to be spooky and then another one is called um barbarian i believe and it's got a lot of cool actors and guys i got so excited because the guy oh gosh i should know his name he played the teenager in dodgeball he played the kid like brother in um jeepers creepers Also, side note, there's another Jeepers Creepers coming out, so, oh yeah, um, but he's, he's done, like, a lot of funny stuff, and he's done some scary stuff, so, like, Jeepers Creepers, and then, oh, 
okay, I know what movie I'm going to talk to you guys about. He did um, Tusk, <laughs> which is, I don't even know how, I will, hmm, I don't even know how to explain that movie. So, but I'm just excited to see him back in a movie. He was in the trailer for like a split second, but I caught him. So very excited to see him again because he's just a really good actor. Um, so Tusk. Oh gosh, sorry. I'm leaning for my phone because I'm going to try and multitask really quick. But Tusk is a movie that I stumbled upon probably two years ago. And the only reason why I watched it is because that guy was in it. And Johnny Depp was in it too, actually. So very, very, very surprising. Um, Tusk is about their podcasters, these two guys. One guy goes out and like does stuff, I guess. And okay, Justin Long is his name. Justin Long. There we go. Multitasking complete. Um, one guy goes out and he just like experiences stuff and then brings it back to his friend who he just like tells what happened and that's the whole podcast. Pretty simple, right? Of course, right. So he like makes fun of this kid and the kid actually commits suicide. And this is a movie, so like it's still it's horrible premise but it's a movie um so he goes to like the kid's funeral or something or something along those lines it's been so long so he goes to the bar in that area of the kid and he finds like a paper that's like i'm just an old man and i want to tell my stories well he goes to the old man and listens to the stories and he's like really intrigued by it and the old man drugs him because why would you think that's an okay situation to be a part of it's not and basically what happens is the dude makes him into a walrus with like skin and body parts so really really gross johnny depp is the detective in it <laughs> i just can't believe johnny depp's in that movie but whatever um just i couldn't stop watching it but if i could i don't know if i would watch it again like if i could go back in time and save myself but I'm, I'm just glad that I have the experience under my belt and I can say like, yeah, I watched that movie and it was messed up. Kind of like the human centipede. How like, you don't want to admit that you watched it, but it's like, you watched it, you're a horror fan. That's just how it goes. Sorry about my tangent. I always try and talk to you guys about a movie and that's the movie. I'm not recommending it though. <laughs> okay. So, like I said, I don't know how long this is going to be, but stick with me. It's a scary one or a spooky one. Um, very hard to find and research spooky things. I don't know why, but uh, I'm just not very good at it. So, bear with me. Hopefully, it'll be a good one. So, Loftus Hall is on Hook Peninsula, and it was built in 1350 by the Redmond family in the time of the Black Death. So, way, 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 way back when. The entire home has 22 bedrooms, and it's on 63 acres of land, and it has a private beach. So, like, pretty kicking, if you ask me. So, they were kind of, like, in the process of building it in 1350, and it just took forever. I don't know how long it took, but it's it's huge. And it's not, like, fancy. It doesn't have, like, pillars and stuff like that. It's kind of, like, just a big square on top of an island but you know what it's cool and interesting fact about well it could not be a fact who knows it's been long enough that people could make up stuff about this place it is said 
that the tile work was super cool and unique and the owners wanted to be like keep it unique didn't want anyone to copy it so after the tilers were done they cut off their hands so they couldn't recreate the work so they would be unique so already not not off to a good start i would say um so it wasn't always known as loftus hall originally it was redmond hall until 1650s so after it w- that it was given to um english planters uh the loftus hall the loftus family excuse me that's who like took it over uh and it was due c- to the cromwellian confiscation and i looked into that and that's basically uh, when the English came and conquered Ireland and like, like took their land and was like, you know what, we're going to conquer this, we're going to conquer this, and we're going to take this away. So that's how that happened. And between 1872 and 79, 1879, they um, just kind of like vamped it up, re- redid, remodeled, you know, all that good stuff, um, the hall. And the reason they were doing it is, was because Queen Victoria was going to come by Um, and, you know, you just, you gotta impress the queen, you know? You can't come up empty-handed or short-handed. So, they just spent a bunch of money, and that was gonna be a huge deal. Like, they were gonna be on top after that if the queen actually came, but she did not. So, the Loftus family just went into massive debt, absolutely massive debt, um, and the family was depleting, they weren't having as many kids, and eventually they had to sell the estate. And I guess the last Loftus member of the family actually passed away in 1890, and he could not keep up with the house, so they put it up for sale. And um, this, the house was bought by the Sisters of Providence, and they kind of converted the hotel in, or excuse me, the home into a hotel. So they like revamped it again, which like last time it didn't go well. Maybe you shouldn't try again, but whatever. So that closed in the 1900s. Didn't get an exact date on that one. Eventually the Quigley family bought it. They bought it in 2011 and they just wanted to kind of fix the place up and not like change it, but just, you know, if a light switch was broken, they'd fix it. If a carpet was dirty they'd vacuum it like they they left it in its original glory but they wanted to like clean it up and fix it up a little bit and they just kind of like used its history as its marketing point and they kind of just like made it that haunted house that you can come to you could do like ghost tours spend I think you could spend the night um and they just really they didn't make it into a hotel or an airbnb or anything like that I think they were like spending the night stuff but it was never like altered too much and it's funny because I read an article and it was like the Quigley family own it today and they're the last owners blah 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 and then in the next one it was like well the Quigley family sold it so bummer <laughs> but um if I can get to the quote um Aiden Quigley actually said it I'm it's a happy exit it was probably just like a lot to um, keep up with, especially I think it was just two of them, but they really worked hard. From what I understood, they regenerated the walled garden. Don't know what that means, but sounds tough. 
uh, and they also redid the courtyard and like just everything in the home because they had it for a long time, but like they just couldn't keep up with it. So on August 13th, 2021, Friday the 13th, the house was sold. Um, there were just too many things that they needed to be updated, not just like adding furniture, but it was like the roof was leaking and this door was broken and this window was broken. So they just couldn't keep up with it. But like I said, Aiden quickly said it was a happy exit. So I'm sure you guys are wondering why it's so renowned and all this stuff. Well, like any good spooky home, there's a ghost story. It was a dark and stormy night. And you know what, guys? It really was. There was a huge storm, and this guy was either riding on horseback for some reason in the rain, or he was sailing in the water and he saw the house. So he came up and he was just looking for a place to stay overnight. And this was like a tall, dark, handsome man. And you just know that all the girls are going to just fall over for this guy, especially back then when there weren't like cities and towns where they could just like frolic around in. So one of the daughters, Lady Anne Totenham, became infatuated with him. And it's not one of those things where it's like, can I stay the night? It's like, can I stay for a few days because I don't have a cell phone, I don't have a car, I am screwed. And Totenhams were uh, living in that hall while the family, the Loftus family, uh, was out on business. So that's why their names were never mentioned. So like I said, Anne became infatuated and they got really close because they had a lot of time to hang out with each other and who knows how rough that storm was, if it was like a three-day storm or what was going on. So way back then there was not much to do because this was like way, way back when. Uh, so they had cards. They were playing cards, the whole family. They're just sitting down and Anne just like me, kind of clumsy, drops a card. So she bends over to pick it up. She's grabbing the card. She looks to her side and what does she see? A cloven hoof in place of a foot. And she freaks out and screams. And as soon as she screams, the stranger shoots into a ball of flames and goes through the roof. So everyone was pretty shaken up after that, which is very understandable, especially Anne. And later on, um, not that night, but later on, maybe in a couple weeks past, she was found to actually be pregnant and the parents were not happy. One, because they thought that the devil impregnated her and two, because it was way, way, way back when and you were not supposed to have a baby out of wedlock so they hid her until she gave birth and they killed the baby now Anne was at her wits end first she meets this dark and stormy or dark and stormy tall dark and handsome guy and she's just fallen over him then he pops out of his chair and just shoots the roof and starts on fire so that's not great well, then on top of that, her parents literally murder her baby. So she has every right to be a little messed up after that. But the parents give her no slack. So they literally locked her in the tapestry. And that unfortunately is where Anne eventually dies. But it doesn't stop there. So the family 
eventually started noticing weird things like weird noises and objects moving so they called in their priest and their protestant and i guess no matter how many they brought in it just wasn't doing the job so they got so freaked out they called a catholic priest and that catholic priest was thomas broders broders something like that to exercise the house but no matter how hard he tried he couldn't exercise the tapestry so i also heard that that room was leveled in 1870 so who knows what really happened and if it really does still exist also i switched positions because my butt went numb so if i sound different i don't know if it's good or bad uh that's why because i can no longer sit down so i'm laying down now people speculate on this story rightfully so and if i had to guess what actually happened is maybe there was a visitor and maybe Anne really liked him and he was probably like one of those traveler guys who just sleep with a bunch of girls and he didn't catch feelings for Anne, so he just left and Anne was left pregnant and obviously the parents were not happy about it but Anne wanted to keep the baby and they said no so they killed the baby and made Anne go crazy until her death in the late 1770s. So between 1860s and 70s, the Loftus family were uh, re-innovating, why is that word so hard to say, remodeling, and in the tapestry room where Anne stayed, they found the remains of an infant. Whew, that's not something you ever want to find, in my humble opinion. So, like I said, the Quigley family decided to really lean into the haunting aspect and turn it into attraction. an attraction. They gave tours six days a week, but they never let people go upstairs for some reason. Um, the tapestry room is said to be the most haunted, even though, like I said, it was said to have been leveled. People say they see floating orbs around the house, and it gives off like a really eerie feeling. Actually, even Aiden Quigley, who was one of the owners, said he'll never be able to shake off the eerie feeling that the house gave him. All right, now to the good part. So I was actually planning on posting this episode yesterday night, and I was just finishing up my research. I found this episode of a show that I don't know what it was, actually, to be completely transparent. I should probably give them credit. But it was just before they were going to sell the home, They were making a big deal about it. They were saying, like, any minute they could be switching the locks, blah, blah, blah. And I actually thought about this. You know how you act when you hang out with, like, a baby and they, like, stand on one foot or they close their eyes and walk or something like that? And you're like, oh, my gosh, that is so cool. How did you do that? That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Well, that's kind of how ghost hunters act anytime something makes a noise or moves in their investigations they're like did you hear that did you hear that and then they replay it like three times and twice in slow motion so that just kind of made me chuckle when i was um watching this because i don't really watch too many of these things but um they were walking around with people who i don't think it was the quigleys i don't think they were the owners but it made they i think they were like workers there or something and they had these amazing Irish accents. And fun fact about Irish accents, every so often I'll like dig myself a hole of videos and they're usually like 
um, Tattoo Far or the Irish or British or English version of it. And they had very similar accents to the people on that show. And when I watch that show too much, I start to dream with their accent. <laughs> so that's what that made me think of. So maybe I'll dream about that. Um, but I don't think I finished my thought. I was going to post this episode last night and I started watching the show and I got too scared because <laughs> I was uh, babysitting in someone's house and they have a really, really big house and I hate big houses. And the reason why is I'm just crazy and have like the scariest thoughts and I just, I never want to live in a house where there can be someone living in it alongside of me and I don't notice. I want to be able to like look in every room before I go to bed or something like that. Like I don't do that. But if I wanted to, <laughs> I would want to be able to do that. So it freaked me out too much. and I just couldn't finish watching the episode. So I did today. So that's why I'm here. So just a couple things that would um, kind of reoccur in that house. In the card room, which is what they call like the room where they supposedly play, like, played cards and which I guess that's self-explanatory um they see people walking away from the table where they have like a table laid out just because it's authentic it, uh, it's also said that no matter how many times they do it they can't fix the hole in the roof which seems bogus to me but that's just me um other people feel a very heavy sensation anytime they're in the house um one person actually saw something running towards them and just stopped in front of their face. And that's my nightmare now. That's my new nightmare. So thank you for that. Um, in that same room, um, one of the nights, three separate people on three separate tours saw something crawl around, which is another nightmare of mine. I hate when things crawl so much. And the investigators were like, well, does it feel like a woman, a lady? And they're like, no, it has claws. And I'm like, mm, that's even worse. So just another fun thing about that house. At one point during an, during an investigation, a guy heard attention on the walkie and it didn't come from any investigator that they knew of. Um, someone spent the night and was freaked out right away. Like they didn't want to stay at all. But they pushed through because obviously, like, they were just having jitters because they were spending the night the first time. And this person just, like, sat down and put their back against the wall because they were just so freaked out. And all of a sudden, they just heard a bang on the shutters. And this wasn't, like, shutters on the outside. It was shutters on the inside. So it was the room, shutters, and then glass. So there was nothing that could have hit it because she was right up against it. And they played like the EVP or whatever backwards, or not backwards, but they played it back. And in the EVP, they heard a man and a woman fighting. And finally, one last reoccurring thing that they see is like a tall man in this one hallway, but it's like the figure of a man, but it looks like he's made out of static, like TV static is how they described it. And at that point, I stopped watching and I started watching 30 Rock because I got so freaked out. Um, but those are the reoccurring things that happened. Now, in the episode, a few interesting things happened. Um, they had these really creepy, like, detectors or whatever. One was in, like, a doll and anytime it moved, the doll's eyes lit up. So, no thank you there. And they also had like a robot and the robot was kind of cool. It made a creepy noise anytime something walked past it and it would actually follow 
whatever walked past it. So that's interesting. I just think it's so funny. I, I went on a ghost tour um, a few months back and I kind of told you guys about it. Nothing really came of it. I did record the whole thing, but nothing really cool happened. Um, all they all these investigators have like the spookiest stuff. Like they had a music box. Um, I think they had a doll too. And they just feeding into the experience because obviously you want to get scared. Like that's why I went. I don't get scared at normal haunted houses. So I went to that and that really scared me because it was like pitch black, just all a whole bunch of reasons. But they just really want you to get scared and they feed into that experience of being scared. So once they started off the tour or whatever, um, what is it called? Investigation. Nothing really happened. They just had a few things like spike or whatever it would do. Um, but they went into the card room and they actually started playing cards, which like original, right? And the hosts of the show, they're like really light and actually kind of funny. But one of them just like kind of shuts down a little bit. And he just says like, I'm just really, really cold, man. And I just, I don't feel good. I just got a bunch of anxiety. So the people hosting it were, or not hosting, but the people with the accents were like, do you want to leave the room? And he's like, yeah, kind of. So he walks out of the room and he's like, you know, I don't know what was happening. You guys were laughing and having a good time. And I was just so upset. I was so angry the entire time. I don't know why. It's really weird. And the whole time this is happening, all this equipment is just losing battery, losing power, which is like super classic for all that stuff. And same with the cold, super classic. Um, so he kind of like connects those two. He's like, the entities or whatever's in the house they're draining me and they're draining our equipment of energy like that's all they're doing so they split up and went into two separate rooms i don't know the significance of the room but uh the two investigators one put on headphones to listen to like some kind of spirit listening thing i don't think it was a spirit box i don't know what it was but it got kind of spooky one of the guys was asking a bunch of questions and all this girl was doing was listening to whatever she had her headphones plugged into. So he was asking questions and it was saying like, I rule, which is very freaky. And he's like, where do you rule? The underworld? And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then he was saying like, leave. And the dude was like, well, we're not going to leave that easy. Give us a good reason to leave. And I'm like, how about you don't? <laughs> I just got kind of annoyed because all of the answers were very like w short, one or two word. And I was like, why don't you ask questions that are like yes or no or one word answers, you know, because it just seemed difficult to get more than that from the spirit box. But who knows if any of it's real or if they're just like vamping it up for the for the views, you know. But then in the other side of the house, the other two people were doing their own investigation and they were just like getting these random words here and there from another kind of spirit communicator thing. And they were using those um, communicating rods or something like that, which I kind of find bogus, but that's just me. Um, and he asked like, are you good spirit? And they said yes. And he's like, point to where you are and it kind of moved a little bit and then he kept asking it to put up like set off some kind of machine and it would so that was kind of freaky but then all of a sudden out of nowhere the one guy just like jumps 
and he's like whoa are you okay and he's like i just saw something like start walking towards me and it was right next to you and the guy goes you know what actually a lot of people say they see something standing next to me and i was like if someone told me about that i would run for the hills and never look back so good for that guy to continuously return but then they went to the staircase and it was said that two nuns had mysteriously died on that staircase and actually the hotel owners at one point just up and left and they wouldn't say why they just grabbed whatever their hands could hold and left so they definitely saw something at one point but they went to that staircase to see if they could hear something or get something and at one point the box said tip and instantly i'm like you want to give them a tip and the irish guy was like what about tip over like the people tipped over and died and i was like wow you think i jumped to that one too but i guess not but a couple other things that happened in that house not that night but another night they were in this one room that had a wardrobe and i guess the doors continuously open and close regularly but one of the nights they were just like uncontrollably shaking so they finally listened to the voice that was saying get out and they left and that was about three months ago that video was posted so that had to have been pretty recently but i hope that whoever purchased the loftus hotel will at least kind of keep the old old feeling towards it i guess from what the video said and who knows if it's true the new owners kind of want to just like gut it and make it into a hotel and if we know anything about those kind of things it never goes well so best of luck to you but i would change your plans well this was really fun i got really spooked out um recording it and looking into it uh, i hope that these get better because obviously true crime is kind of my area but i also love getting scared so these things are really fun for me and hopefully i can find cases that have more information um once again i want to thank you guys for listening uh check out my instagram it's ydwk podcast and that's also my email if you have like case suggestions or you just want to say hi how you doing how's your life that's ydwkpodcast at gmail.com then i also have a facebook page the ydwk podcast so um send me a message hit that like button do what you gotta do or just ignore me too that's fine i guess whatever i won't be mad but thanks for coming out and i hope you liked it bye the word i couldn't remember was nostalgic i am feeling nostalgic thank you and good night